Hey guys, welcome to another edition of the Inside Scoop. My name is Neil Crawford, and I'm your host and also the founder of Anytime Soccer Training. If you haven't checked out Anytime uh, Soccer Training, I encourage you to go to anytime-soccer.com, and there you can collect some free ball mastery and juggling videos, as well as gain uh, valuable information that can help you work with your child in a positive and not negative way. Now, this show is going to be a little different than our previous episodes in that I'm not going to offer a specific tip to the parent trainer, and I'm not interviewing a guest. We are going to do both of those things this weekend, and so I look forward to those shows and, and welcome your feedback as always. So in this show, what I'm going to do is I am going to express an opinion that I have. And that opinion is not based on any science, it's not based on any research, it's just an opinion. It's sort of like what we say, we all have one, and I'll, I'll leave it for you guys to fill in the blanks. So it's just an opinion. But I want to put my opinion out there for public consumption because I want to get feedback from other parents, coaches, trainers, club directors, and anyone else who operates in the youth soccer space. All right. So and then if you once you hear my opinion, if you if it's, you know, strikes you or or you feel compelled to offer or you want to offer another perspective or some more insight or you want to challenge my opinion or you want to help broaden the conversation or further the conversation around parenting and navigating um, parenting within the youth soccer competitive landscape then I am going to encourage you to reach out to me personally so that I can get you on the show. As a matter of fact, I just had a great conversation with a parent that I'm inviting on the show. And this this particular parent is the father of two children. One plays at Division I level college soccer. And I just picked his brain about things that he did, things he didn't do, things he wished he would have done differently as it pertains to um, raising his children, he this particular parent happened to be a coach and worked with his kids as well. But he shared some very interesting, interesting perspective and challenged me on almost all of my assumptions. So I really enjoyed that conversation so much so that I told him he's going to be one of my first parent guests in the Raising the Whole Child series. And if you're not familiar with Raising the Whole Child series, it's a series that we're launching or we have launched where we look at parenting and we try to get advice on parenting of competitive, mainly competitive youth soccer players by interviewing folks uh, from all the different uh, backgrounds, experts in physical, mental, um, soccer, and all the other related fields. And then parents themselves, parents especially those of children who have gone through the entire cycle, just to help us as parent trainers create a positive and not negative environment. So I look forward to further shows there. All right, so let's just jump right into it, to my opinion. And here we go. I believe that there's no correlation, positive or negative, there's no correlation between working with your child at home or being a parent trainer, as I've defined in previous episodes, and the behaviors, positive or negative behaviors, that are mostly condemned in social media and by our clubs. 
and via other parents. So I'm going to repeat that just to try to make it as succinct as possible. I don't think there is a correlation at all, positive, negative, whatever, between working with your child at home, deliberate practice, and the behaviors, positive and negative, that we see exhibited by parents mainly in public, but also somewhat in private. And I'm going to give an example of what I'm talking about to make that crystal clear. I do, however, believe that if you choose to work with your child at home, the rewards will be, can be good, but there are challenges and risk that are unique to that endeavor that you need to be aware of. And you need to educate yourself on what those are and you need to be reflective so that you are able to accomplish your goals and the goals of your child in a positive and not negative way. So let's just deal with the correlation in the external behaviors. So if I went to the typical youth soccer game and I looked at 100 parents, and let's just say 70 of them were sitting quietly and enjoying the game, cheering on like what you normally would do at a youth soccer game. Normal, acceptable behavior. And 30 of them, on the other hand, were coaching their kids, yelling at their kids, questioning the ref, you know, planting seeds of discontent among the other. I feel like I'm in church. Planting seeds of discontent among the other parents. If 30 of them were doing that, what I am suggesting is you can't look at those two behaviors and deter and draw any conclusions about um, which one of those groups are more likely to train their kids at home or less likely to train their kids at home. In other words, they don't have anything to do with each other in some respects. And why why do I say that? Because you know I, I deal with hundreds of parents personally, and then thousands. I communicate with thousands of them in some form or fashion over online, and I read a, about this stuff a lot. And I got to tell you that what I tend to see is that youth sports is just one of many microcosms of, you know, the diversity of personalities in our world. Right. So, you know, I'll take my subset of friends, for example. You know, I have some friends who work with their children, try to train them, try to help them. And they're just as calm as they can be on, on the games. And they don't really care that much about what the coach does. And they're just laid back about things. And then I have some friends who don't work with their kids, don't wouldn't, wouldn't touch a soccer ball as it relates to their kids. And then as soon as the 17-year-old referee gets on the pitch, they transform into the, to, you know, Jurgen Klopp and Mike Dick are put together. And, you know, just yelling instructions at their kids and just going off. And then on the flip side, I have friends who train their kids. And again, are Mike Dicker on the sidelines, questioning the coach and questioning the referee and yelling at their kids. And then I got friends who don't train their kids and are very calm. My wife is one of them. She never would say anything in the game. So I just don't, I don't see that correlation and you may say, well, man, why are you splitting hairs on this? Because 
first of all, if there was a correlation, if we were able to say, boy, parent trainers exhibit this kind of negative behavior at our games, that would make our job a lot easier as coaches in terms of identifying, you know, if we believe that we're trying to create a culture of positivity on the sidelines, in the track practice tri- pitches, and overall for our children, boy, that would make it a lot easier for our coaches and, and staff to deal with this issue because on the first day of tryouts, we will just ask a quick, we take a survey and say, do you, do you work with your child at home in soccer? And if the answer to that is yes, we put you in this group and we have that serious conversation with you because we can predict that you're going to be the main ones out there coaching on the sidelines. But we know, or at least I believe, and that's where I want to get people's opinion, that's not the case. We know that it's a lot of underlying stuff that's way more complicated than I can express. Things that go on to what we see happening on the sidelines of our youth um, youth games. And, it, and there is no correlation. So, So that's the first thing I want to say. Another reason why this is important is because if, if you're a parent trainer and you're listening to this podcast, I'm talking in this particular segment, segment, I'm talking very much and specifically to you. You know what you're doing. You're trying to do what is right for your child. You know that 10 minutes, 15 minutes a day, two or three days a week will help your child gain some of those essential skills that will help them flourish in a team and practice environment, building confidence and actually fueling their love for the game because um, people who are good at something tend to like it more than people who are not good at something. I don't like baking cakes because I'm not good at it. I I enjoy building spreadsheets because that's what I do. And it's just the way it is. So, you know, you know this. Boy, you're going to get it. If your soccer journey has just started, you are going to get it. You're going to get it from family. You're going to get it from friends. You're going to get it from coaches. You're going to get it from trainers. You're going to get it from um, people on social media. And they're all going to, they're going to associate the behaviors, and rightly so, those negative behaviors that plague youth sports. They're going to associate them with what you're trying to do. So my message to you is stay the course and be motivated, but yet be reflective. My admonishment to you, however, is working with your own child, especially in the context of deliberate practice, brings upon another set of risks and challenges. And you need to be reflective and you need to make sure that you can execute this in a positive and not negative way. And if you don't have that personality or you're not inclined to be that type of reflective person, I am begging you on behalf of your child not to do it. It's just not worth it. If I, if every time I had to go to the soccer field, I'm yelling at my kids and they're crying and they don't want to do it. And I'm upset and, you know, and I tell them we're going to be out there for 20 minutes and we end up being out there for an hour and a half. And and they're telling my spouse how how upset they are about what dad is doing. If if that's the environment that I'm creating, then stop. Just stop. Just stop and cease. Just don't do it until you can figure out a way to make it work for you and your child. OK, so that's my message to the parent trainers and that's my my opinion about the correlation 
And that's why I think this is an important conversation to have. So, folks, this show is going to be pretty short. I mean, that's my opinion. And I'm just going to wrap it up one more time just so we're on the exact same page. I don't believe there's a correlation between working with your child at home or the parents who work with their child at home and all those negative behaviors that we see um, people admonish us about as parents who of kids of competitive athletes. I don't think there's a correlation there and you should not be ashamed for working with your child at home or not be made to feel ashamed by working with your child at home. I also don't, but I do recognize that I think you should recognize that there's a higher order of thinking, if you will, and reflection that needs to take place if you're going to work with your own child in skill development consistently. And it starts with, you know, being patient and really understanding and gaining knowledge about what is happening and trying and trying your best to make it positive. And I, again, I'm not going to give a specific tip because it's not a specific tip. It's all about accumulating knowledge and understanding your child, understanding your personality. And I, I've as any time soccer, I'm trying to create actionable tips and tools to help with that process. But at the end of the day, a lot of it comes down to self-reflection and understanding yourself. So, so that's my opinion on that. And that's the opinion that I want to get folks feedback on and to put it in a bow. When we start talking about these unique challenges and unique risks of being a parent trainer, the folks who criticize this behavior, they are 100% right in pointing out, they don't articulate it like this, but reading between the lines, they're effectively saying, when you step into that category of folks trying to work with your child, there's inherent pressure now that you're putting on your child. Even when you're doing the best that you can, there's just going to be some pressure there. You're going to make mistakes. You know, if the pie chart of fun is, you know, before you step into it is 100%, that pie chart, as it pertains to the thing you want them to practice, is no longer going to be 100%. And, and your child and you need to be comfortable with that. And I've talked about this in previous episodes. The pie chart of my son, when it came to music, his interaction with me when it came to music, that pie chart was 100% fun. But the pie chart when it comes to soccer, I don't think he would describe it as 100% fun. And I'm going to dig deeper into fun and and what what I think the role, I guess you will, I hate to sound so formal, but the role of fun is in sports. But I think there's some other things that we're trying to get out of this thing as well, which is like fulfillment and, and a sense of accomplishment. So that's a bit of a foreshadowing there. So... I'm not saying anyone's wrong or right per se, but I am saying that I don't think anyone has, at least I haven't read, has really articulated that there is no, I don't think there is a correlation between this, these behaviors that you see and whether or not someone decides that they're going to be committed to working with their child on a daily basis. And I rambled on a, a little bit, but I hope you were able to follow what I was saying. And again, if you, if you want to come on the show and, and really share your ideas. Boy, I really would appreciate that. And um, and thank you so much for listening. This is Neil Crawford with Anytime Soccer 
training. If you haven't checked out the website, please go to www.anytime-soccer.com. You can collect your free videos or you can uh, purchase the product now. It's up and running uh, and get access to nearly 1,000 free follow-along videos. Thank you.